Okay, welcome to the First Deal Experience Weekly Update. Today is October 9th, 2020, Friday. As usual, we're gonna do some market headlines first. Got four headlines for you guys, really interesting stuff, especially with commercial real estate that we're gonna talk about today. Give you guys a little bit of an update on what I had going on this week. Uh, and then we got something educational uh, for you guys at the end. Okay, so number one, uh, let's first start with market updates. Mortgage rates are still close to being all-time lows. They averaged 2.88% this past week, record low being 2.86, which was set uh, in the first week of September, I believe, which is crazy, right? I mean, you know, the, and it, it makes sense, right? The more people, the more Federal Reserves buy and purchase mortgage-backed securities, they purchase bonds, and the, the more the mortgage rates are going to be low. It's just per usual, not surprising whatsoever. As of yesterday, home prices have hit record high growth. Uh, and this article came out actually on October 8th from Realtor.com. It's now at 12.9% year over year talking about home prices growing. You know, a lot of people are asking, why is the real estate market so hot? You know, why, is, why are home prices so high? Well, you know, the obvious thing is rates are at a, at a very much low. There's very short inventory. I think that's the real thing. Um, that that's happening. There's very, very short inventory. Um, you know, you're talking about foreclosures being at 15 year lows. Not only that, but a combination of, you know, no one's moving. It's, a, it's the middle of a pandemic. Nobody wants to move. So, you know, it's, it's very obvious. And you know, now you're talking about um, Airbnbs and VRBOs, more homes being on that platform more than ever, people earning extra income on the side. And look, you know, I, I think so. I heard an article and correct me if I'm wrong, saying that Airbnb and VRBO has taken 25% of travel housing market share away from the hotels. So, I mean, imagine all the hotels in existence, um, even just in America, you take 25%, let's say even just 10%, let's say 10% of people out of 100 people traveling, just say, hey, instead of staying at a hotel, let's stay at an Airbnb. Now, that number is obviously significantly higher. Um, you have a lot more people who are going to choose to stay at an Airbnb or VRBO as opposed to a hotel room, but let's just use 10%. If you think about having 10% of homes being used to, to suffice 10% of people um, that are choosing to, to go with Airbnb, VRBO, that's a lot. That's a lot of homes um, that are being taken up, you know, and, and then there, people aren't renting, people aren't living, they're just being used as vacation rentals. Uh, that's a lot of homes. And the, the combination of all the things that we've just mentioned, yeah, I'm not surprised that we have a very shortage in inventory. I do, however, disagree with a lot of realtors and brokers that tell people, hey, this low inventory is here to stay. You need to make a move now. You need to you know, write up an offer today, you know, because this low inventory is here to stay and it's going to be like this for a very long time. And if you don't get it now, you'll never get it. I, I very much disagree with that. I think a lot of realtors, especially a lot of realtors on YouTube, you know, there's two guys that are very big on YouTube. And um, they're realtors and they say they invest, but I just, for me personally, I see them more as realtors slash YouTubers, because if you're putting out two, three videos a day, there's no way you have time to actually do deals and actually be in the trenches of being a real estate investor like myself and, you know, guys like I've had on the podcast, uh, Bill Allen, all, you know, Melvin Johnson, you know I mean? Dave Seymour, all these guys who've been on the podcast were practicing real estate investors you know, we take time every single day to be in the market and make moves. Um, so a lot of realtors and brokers who say stuff like that, saying low inventory, I, I just, for some reason, I just can't credit them as much. You know, I don't think they do a lot of research. I don't think they're in the market as much as, as I am or any of the practitioners are. 
Um, okay, so uh, another headline, selling nearly two weeks faster than last year. So we're talking about the average home in America. The average home sells two weeks faster than it did last year, year over year. Here's what I find really interesting is another headline, mortgage, uh, commercial mortgages. So commercial mortgage-backed securities market. So if you look at uh, the CMBS market, pre-COVID and post-COVID, if you look at the market shares in terms of what a bank had in terms of market shares for commercial mortgage-backed securities, which include hotels, high-rises, et cetera, retail. Very interesting. Some banks lean one way, some banks lean on the other. So for example, I've got five banks for you here. Uh, Citigroup went from going 10% commercial mortgage-backed securities market share, and they've put that in half. Now they're at 5%. Deutsche skyrocketed, going from 9% of the market share in commercial mortgage-backed securities so now having 20% of the market share in the same market. Goldman Sachs also skyrocketed from 8 to 18%. Wells Fargo went down from 9% to 3%, which I'm sure they've learned from last time from the subprime mortgage crisis. They were, they were a huge, they got hit bad, right, 12 years ago. And then JP Morgan and Chase double, more than double, from 7% to 15% in terms of what market share they own for commercial mortgage-backed securities market. I don't, I'd don't. i be very curious to see and hear what's gonna happen in the next six months with commercial mortgages. I personally think that if there is going to be a market correction in real estate, which there will be, I think it's gonna happen more in the commercial space more than it is gonna be the residential housing space. Don't get me wrong, there still will be a market crash in the housing space Homes will go down. It will decrease FICO scores and consumers' ability to purchase. There's, that's, that's still going to happen. But when I look at facts such as 25,000 permanent store closings so far this year of 2020, when last year we were at 9,300, and that was considered bad. When I look at that number, like 25,000, I look at all these small businesses that have been you know, shut down slashed severely injured. I'm not sure how this retail, um, real estate, hotel, I'm not sure how they're going to last. Uh, I do see hotels bouncing back, but retail, man, I'm not, I'm not so sure. Not so sure. All right. So this week was a good week. You know, I had my very good friend Jerome Maldonado uh, appear on our YouTube channel, uh, which now we're talking with his friend Ty Lopez about getting on our YouTube channel two weeks later. We recorded two YouTube videos this week, released one, my response to meet Kevin, which you know, it was very long. You know, I, I didn't think it was going to be as long as it did, but I'm glad I, I put it out there because a lot of the stuff I said needed to be said. Like I said, I think a lot of YouTubers out there, they mean well, but oftentimes they could, they could distort the truth and they do things for sake of views as opposed to um, giving out real information. So like I said, it is their opinion, their channel, they're entitled to say whatever they want to say. Okay. So my office fully now fully operational. I went from a 900 to a thousand square foot office and now we're at 5,000 square feet just about. So it's great. I'm, I'm recording this in my new office for the very first time. And you know, it's, it's a bigger office. We got a full kitchen now and you know, for a couple kids still not sure, you know, what we're trying to do. It's, it's pretty cool. All we know, we just want to help people. So office is fully operational. If you're in the Chicagoland area, you know, come over for a visit, right? Let's, let's, you know, we're starting up meetups back up pretty soon. So um, it should be a good time. All right. Uh, my friend Melvin Johnson's over for the weekend, which he, he's been he's been appearing on the podcast in the past. Um, very excited to have him over. And also virtual fundraiser. My buddy Andy uh, is hosting a virtual fundraiser tonight. So if you want to check out International Council of Friends, that's his organization. 
you know, they're looking to raise some money for some projects all around the country, around the world, actually, which is actually really fun. Okay, educational component. All right, I wanna, I wanna share with you guys a technique, what I call social jujitsu. It's a negotiation technique. Um, you know, I, I've done a lot of negotiations with different sellers and uh, different types of people in the past. And one of the things that are universally known for sellers is that they always hype up the property, right? They use words like cash cow. This property is a cash cow. This, you know, there's nothing wrong. All the tenants are great. You know, there's, you know, you, we cure cancer here, right? Like they'll do everything and anything to make their property seem that great. And I love using this technique called social jujitsu because it's exactly what it sounds like, right? Jujitsu is the martial art where you're using somebody else's size and strength against them, you know? And so what this is, and I include it in my book, which is free, 0to75units.com. Get the book for free. We also offer coaching and coursework. So if you are ever curious, go to thequackbrothers.com, K-W-A-K, and you'll be able to check all that stuff out. But what I used to do is whenever I heard somebody say, oh, this is a cash cow, I used to turn the question around them to get more information. And I'd say, well, if it's such a great cash cow, if you don't mind me asking again, why are you selling? So it's a way for you to get more and more information. And I always tell our students and our one-on-one -on -one clients, the way to beat somebody in negotiation is to be the one constantly gathering information. The more information you get, it's like a game of poker. The better judgment you can make into your investment. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed that uh, weekly update. I'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend, y'all. Hey everyone, Daniel Kwok here once again. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the First Deal Experience Podcast. If you're wanting to do your first ever deal or scale your existing portfolio, I recently wrote a book to show you how I went from zero to 75 rental units in just one year. Just head over to zero to 75 units.com for your copy. Again, that's zero to 75 units.com.